This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 72, how to get an I think I can mindset. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Buongiorno to my friends in Italy. Hello, everyone else. There is a children's book that has been on my mind a lot lately. Um, with the most famous mantra from that book resonating in my mind, which is, I think I can. It comes from an American folktale by Waddy Piper that he wrote in 1930. So the story has been used to teach children the value of optimism and hard work for almost a hundred years. It's called The Little Engine That Could, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. For those, aren't, um, for those of you who aren't from the U.S., this classic children's book tells the story of a red train stranded at the foot of a mountain and a simple little train yard switching engine that rose to the challenge to save the day. The stranded train is filled with food and dolls and toys for children on the other side of the mountain. Desperate to cross the mountain and get to their destination before morning, the dolls and toys plead with the various passing train engines that chug by. They ask them to pull their stranded train over the mountain, but none will. It's interesting to cite the different attitudes of the bigger and more experienced trains who say no. The shiny new engine is arrogant. The freight engine is indifferent to their plight. And the last engine cites that he is unwilling because he is too tired. And he repeatedly says, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, as he chugs away. With each rebuff, the dolls and the toys become more despondent. Despair settles over the train and its contents. When the situation seems hopeless, the toys and dolls see a little blue engine approaching. She slows to a stop when the toys flag her down, and she listens with concern as they relate their sad plight. She tells them, well, I've never been over the mountain. And then she goes on to explain that she's only used for switching trains in the yard. But when she sees the tears in the eyes of the dolls, she thinks of the children who will not receive their toys and food, and she reconsiders. Hitching herself to the stranded train, the little blue engine begins to tug chuff, puff, and pull, all the while telling herself, I think I can, 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 I think I can. With all the toys cheering her on, the little blue engine slowly powered her way up the mountain and then successfully delivered the goods in time to the boys and girls on the other side. That most famous line from the book is, I think I can. What figurative mountain or mountains, maybe it's a whole mountain range right now, that you are facing in life? What are you facing? What is your mountain that you are standing at the base of right now? Do you look at that obstacle and fall into the category of the first three engines that passed by? 
Are you too proud to try to go up the mountain? Maybe you're scared that you'll possibly fail, that you'll be wrong, that you won't be able to do it. Are you indifferent, disengaged and distracted? Or do you feel too tired and overwhelmed by the thought of going up? I think I can mindset is more than just trying to have a positive attitude and pretending life isn't hard. The fact is the mountains are there in life. To chug up that mountain, the train had to first believe it was possible for her to accomplish a great task. In the field of organizational behavior, a belief in oneself to accomplish a specific task is known as self-efficacy. This concept is important because it is a strong predictor of task accomplishment, which makes a lot of sense, right? If you don't believe you can do a task, you won't try. And if you don't try, you absolutely will fail at the task. It is true that people won't have self-efficacy about every single task and should be honest with themselves regarding the knowledge, the skills, and the abilities that they possess or don't possess that might be necessary to perform a job, right? We're not trying to be delusional. We want to be realistic and we want to have self-efficacy, self-belief, self-confidence. We must be confident in the gifts that we do possess and aware of what we have to offer to be able to achieve such a result. Even if we've never done it before. In the case of the little blue engine, she'd never been over the mountain, but she believed that she had the ability to try to accomplish the task. Do you believe you have the ability to at least try to accomplish the task at hand? The first step of having an I think I can mindset is to believe in yourself. So how do you boost self-efficacy? If you're like, but I don't believe, but I don't believe in myself. So what am I supposed to do? Right? There's two things. Michelle Gillen wrote in a Psychology Today article, one, recall times in the past when you came out on top, times where you succeeded, times when you could confidently say, oh, I knew I could, I knew I could, I knew I could, so to speak. She suggests setting aside 20 minutes twice a week for a month, putting that into your schedule and dedicating that time in a quiet place to reflect on times when you've accomplished a goal you set for yourself or when you triumphed over life's curveballs. Explore in writing what happened, what resources or skills you used and why you were able to get through it. Do you have a particular strength that helped? How were you resourceful? How do you feel now about what you've accomplished as you look back? A supportive friend or family might be able to help identify some of your strengths, right? Or you can go back to previous podcasts that's all about discovering your dharma and figure out what is my purpose? What are my strengths? List as many examples as you can remember. So, Recalling times in the past when you reached the top of that mountain. The second, she suggests searching for stories of people who have overcome a big challenge or made a positive change. 
Stories of inspiration are powerful tools we can use to boost our own self-efficacy. If he can do it, so can I, goes the old saying. Look for real life examples of people who have persevered or overcome challenges that you find daunting. I love this challenge. When I read this, I took this challenge and I'm going to pass it along to you today. Go get a book about someone who overcame the odds. How about the book Life Without Limits, an autobiography by Nick Vujicic, who is a man born without arms and legs? Or how about the book Unbroken by Lara Hillenbrand? Or what about I Am Malala by Malala Yousafzai? Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela? My Story by Elizabeth Smart? Disaster by Ginger Z. There are thousands of books that share how real people climbed really, truly difficult mountains. I'm going to go by Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima today. What book are you going to listen to? check out from the library, or get that will fill your mind with, they did it, I can too. I think I can too. Thoughts. Take the best of what has happened in the past to help you boost your belief that no matter what, you will figure out a solution and reach your goals. A mindset is more than just repeating positive mantras. And it starts with self-efficacy, believing in your ability to do hard things. And you have to actively boost that belief system, especially if you have recently met with disappointment, grief, or pain. So remember and recall the times when you were successful. I thought I could. I thought I could. I knew I could. And Read inspiring stories of other people and how they overcame their own personal mountains. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second, we must next become aware of our thought processes, learning how to understand our motivations and the biases that keep us stuck. So number two is be aware of your powerful thoughts. If you feel like you're drowning, identify the thoughts causing you to sink. I find that I hold on to sinking thoughts like they are life-saving flotation devices when they, in reality, are not. But they seem so factual. But yet, they're not going to help me swim. They are like weights tied to my feet pulling me down. You have to figure out where they are attached and cut the ties. Be aware of your powerful thoughts. And cut the ties to those who are sinking you into a state of misery. Okay. Number three, watch your language. There are many other words and phrases that will sabotage your life if you let them. But I just wanted to give you a quick rundown of ones you could look out for and replace with. Okay. So remember, your thoughts dictate your actions. Your words are extensions of your thoughts and therefore have a massive impact on your actions. Thoughts are powerful. Words are impactful. Okay, so when you are speaking and you find yourself constantly saying things like, oh, I have to go do that thing. I have to do this. It sounds like a punishment. Replace have to with get to. Oh, I get to go do this thing. It just changes the energy behind it. Replace should with will. 
like, oh, I should work out. It means you probably are going to skip it or it's going to be a battle to get to the exercise room or whatever you need to do. Instead, I will go work out. You are putting commitment and dedication behind that energy behind your words. Okay, eliminate try. I just always think of Yoda. Do or do not, there is no try, right? I will not try and do an impersonation of Yoda, but (laughs) do or do not, there is no try. There's either do or there is do not. Instead of trying things, you need to just do them if you want to be successful. I'm going to go do that thing instead of I'm going to go try that thing. Okay, so watch your language. Is your dialogue full of half committal phrases, phrases that sound more like you're being punished instead of making an active choice that you want to make? All right, number four, know your motivation. Cutting the grass is a task that some people love. I have a friend who loves mowing her lawn. To her, it's her time to just check out and do the thing. I do not love cutting the lawn. I am allergic to grass and it is not a happy feeling after I'm done and I'm sneezing and my nose is itching and my eyes are itching, right? Nutrition and exercise are no different. School subjects, some people love math, some people hate it. Maybe attending school altogether. You know, some people might hate going to school while others would walk miles for the privilege. It is not the actual task that matters. It is the person's motivational outlook that will determine their enjoyment and ultimately their success in something. I love the quote about washing dishes by Mother Teresa. I think I've shared it before. I'll probably share it again so many times, but it just it just kind of blew my mind. Something that's such a simple task that I literally do two to three times a day and I could change my energy around it. She said, wash the plate, not because it is dirty, nor because you are told to wash it, but because you love the person who will use it next. When I go in with that kind of motivation, my attitude towards the chore is totally different. It's totally different. Okay, so what is your motivation behind getting up that mountain? The little blue engine was motivated to try something she'd never done before because of her empathy and compassion for someone else in need. It was a powerful motivator. What are your whys? Think about that mountain that's before you. What is your motivation to climb it? There are six kinds of motivation. Some lead to success and some you're just setting yourself up for failure. Knowing where you are and shifting your motivation if you're on the path of failure is key to successfully climbing that mountain. Okay, so let's, I'm just going to use the example of exercise, working out, okay? But you can replace exercise with anything you're doing in life and see how knowing your motivational outlook is imperative to having the best mindset possible. So there's three different types of motivation that are going to lead to failure. One, if you're disinterested. Like if your dialogue is, I hate working out. Yep you're not going to go work out, you know, (laughs) right? If your motivation is just, I don't really care. Disinterested, okay? If your motivation is external, so 
If you're a person who's working out because of an external reward, like winning a contest or making someone else happy or trying to please somebody else, you're going to fail. If it is imposed, someone who is exercising because someone is making them or threatening them, and this could actually be self-imposed. You are doing it because you hate yourself. You hate how you look. You're disgusted with yourself. Okay, so if you are disinterested, if you are coming at this mountain because of external motivations or you are imposing a motivation, it's just not going to last. You're going to lose steam. You're going to be like one of those engines that just keeps passing by. Okay, so what are the three types of motivation that can lead to success? One, inherent, right? Opposite of external, inherent. Someone who actually loves the act of working out. So that's why I always tell people, go find a way to move your body that you love. It's not going to look the same for anyone. So why would you try to do what someone else does to stay healthy? Find what you love. It needs to come from you. So inherent. Number two, aligned. Someone who believes that working out is going to help them achieve their goals. Right? So we've talked about integrity when we've set boundaries, right? We want the outside of the inside side to match. So what is it that you feel like is important in your life? Are the decisions that you are making, are the actions that you're taking aligned with your belief system? That's going to help motivate you to keep chugging up that mountain, even when it's hard. The third is integrated. Someone who believes that exercise is a part of who they are. When that thing just becomes a part of who you are. Oh, I'm Ali Lothane. I love exercising. That's what I do. I love to to exercise every day. It just feels so good. It's a part of who I am, right? Um, There are certain things that I wanted for my own family to just be a part of who our family was. And so we made it into a family cheer and I have it on a sign that I have hung up in our house and it is Lothanes live strong, Lothanes live faithfully, Lothanes love the outdoors and Lothanes live in gratitude. Those were four things that were important to me that I hope to ingrain and integrate into my children's lives, right? Yeah, that's just what Lothanes do. We live strong. We can do hard things, Right? What are things that you can integrate that are just a part of who you are? That will help motivate you to success. All right. So we're going to avoid the three types of motivation that set us up for failure. And we are going to start bringing more of inherent, aligned, and integrated motivation, motivational thoughts and feelings. Number five, mindset is yours to control. No matter where your mindset is now, you have the power to make it better. Working on mindset is a constant endeavor. Make sure you don't go a day without doing it. It's like brushing your teeth, morning and night. Work on your mindset, morning and night. Talking about mindset, Judith Gordon once said, research in both neuroscience and psychology have demonstrated the importance of a positive or optimistic mindset in productivity and innovation. The little blue engine's determination and willingness to believe that she could cross the mountain 
were key contributors to achieving this daunting task. Raw talent, in her case, her physical capacity for pulling the train would not have sufficed. The right mindset in this instance, a can-do, I-think-I-can mindset propelled by her motivation and driving her tenacity were essential to her success. While we may fully be fully cognitively prepared for a task, project, or endeavor, a limiting mindset, and she says not to be confused with recognizing potential obstacles, hinders the effort in advance. The right mindset is not a guarantee of success, but without it, achieving milestones or overcoming challenges is far more difficult to attain. You are going to expend so much more energy if you set yourself up by saying, I cannot, I cannot. The right mindset goes a long way towards paving a path to achieving our goals. You know, as I've been reflecting on this, I think one of the biggest toxic thoughts I hear my children say, and honestly, I hear myself say the most, is I don't know. I don't know how to do that thing. I don't know how to make it through. I don't know how to solve it. All I can see is the sheer rock face of the ginormous mountain. Or maybe I've attempted to climb the mountain a couple times already and I've slid back down in a rock slide. It hurts. It's frustrating. It's disappointing. It takes that much more to brush yourself off and bandage up the wounds and do it again. Try a different path up that mountain. No wonder we feel like throwing our hands up and saying, I cannot, I cannot. Just like the overwhelmed, tired engine. Here's the deal though. Everything can be learned. Saying I don't know just means I am not being patient enough, persistent enough, or determined enough to learn. It might take hours days and years. And if you're like me, slow progress is mentally and emotionally painful. Figuring things out can feel like drudgery. Having discipline and delayed gratification, torturous. It is in these moments when the mountain seems daunting that is crucial for you to go back to the beginning and boost your self-belief. Oftentimes that boost needs to start with rewriting our own script from one of self-shaming and criticism to one of self-love and admiration. Start there. Start writing a script that involves, I love you self. I admire you for even trying to go up this mountain. I love you for who you are. As you rewrite your script, you will make edits. You need to. you got to eliminate the toxic thoughts that keep you from climbing higher. You'll need to pay attention to the words that you are saying. And watch out for those self-sabotaging words. And you will reiterate your motivation and remind yourself, I am the hero of my story. No one else can hike this mountain for me. No one else is me. Choose to wake up every morning repeating, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Instead of, I can't. I cannot. Nope. 
Always be mindful of your thoughts and words and your actions will automatically start to change. You are the one willing to change. And as you change, the world changes because of you. You absolutely deserve to reach the mountaintop. You deserve success. And not just you, the people, the animals, the communities, the earth, and so on and so on that you will bless deserve your success too. Do not weary in well-doing. Boost your self-efficacy. Boost your self-esteem. Seek for inspiring stories of how people did the thing to inspire you to also do the thing. Whatever it is, whatever mountain you are facing now, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for listening in today and being a part of my podcast, Ohana. If what I have said resonates with you, please consider subscribing to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors or making a one-time donation to Isha Warriors. Your donation and your support makes it possible for me to bring more yoga to more teens, doing more free in-person events, as well as sponsoring more teens with my online program. Isha Warriors gives teens a safe space to tap into their inner light, to develop mental toughness and emotional resilience while strengthening their physical body. It's magic. Help me bring it to more teens, y'all. And may you have a blessed day.